turn, turn in with me to the book of Ezekiel. In chapter 18, book of Ezekiel and chapter 18, in the previous verses, we looked at the righteous man, the righteous father, who has a wicked son. That righteous father shall live. But that wicked son shall die in his sin. And if a wicked father begets, bears a son, and that son grows up, witnessing his father's wickedness and he turns to God from his wickedness and manifests that by doing righteously he shall live he shall not be held accountable for the sins of his father And neither shall the righteous father be held accountable for the sins of his wicked son. Tonight we want to look at verses 18 through verse 20. As for his father, that is, that righteous son who had a wicked father, as for his father, because he cruelly oppressed, spoiled his brother by violence, and did that which is not good among his people, Lo, even he shall die in his iniquity. Yet, say ye, why? Doth not the Son bear the iniquity of the Father? When the Son hath done that which is lawful and right, and hath kept all my statutes, and hath done them, he shall surely live. The soul that sinneth it shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. 
the righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. So, in this first verse, in verse 18, now as for his father, the righteous son's father, wicked father, that does wickedly, he manifests that he's wicked, he does wickedly, and he does wickedly all his life. He is wicked. He is not turned from his wickedness unto God. He shall die in his sin. That's what verse 18 basically states. That's a summary of verse 18 and, and what it is stating, the meaning behind that. Because he is wicked, he has not turned from his sin and turned to God. He shall die in his sin. That is, he will go to the grave a sinner, and going to the grave a sinner, he shall eternally be separated from God. He dies a physical death, as all do. Die a physical death. But those who die in their sin, die in their wickedness, face a spiritual death eternal separation from God turn with me to the book of Isaiah the book of Isaiah in chapter 3 and look with me here at verse 11 Isaiah 3 verse 11 Woe unto the wicked. You see that woe, that's not good. Woe unto the wicked. It shall be ill with him. For the reward of his hands shall be given him. The way that he lived his whole life in wickedness. Contrary to God, contrary to his ways. It's not going to go well with him. It shall be ill with him. He shall spend eternity separated from God in the lake of fire. And that's a literal fire. Don't let anyone try to persuade you otherwise. A lot of philosophies out there about hell, about the lake of fire, and, and it not being a literal fire. It's a literal fire. You see, they can't understand it because these bodies will at one point burn up in fire. The only thing they don't understand is the Bible teaches that we're all going to be raised and these bodies are going to be fitted they're going to be fitted whether for life eternal or whether fitted for eternal destruction. 
That is, a they'll be given a body that will suffer in the flames, the lake of fire, forever. How long forever? No end. It just goes on and on and on. Eternal torment and suffering in the lake of fire. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of the Psalms now in chapter 34. And verse 16. That's 34 and verse 16. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. In the new heavens and the new earth, they'll not be there and there will be no remembrance of them forever. Eternally separated from God. Chapter 37. And look with me at verse 38. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. They're going to they're be destroyed. They're going to be in the lake of fire together. I've heard men say, well, if I'm going to hell, I won't be the only one there. Let me tell you, that won't be a comfort in that day. And he's right about that one thing. He'll not be the only one there. All the wicked are going to suffer together in the lake of fire. How shameful. They shall be cut off from the earth. <laughs> we don't want to take the time this evening, but, but you can go to the book of Revelation chapter 21. And you see, there's, there's no one that is unrighteous in, in the new heavens and new earth. There's nothing that wicked or defileth that shall enter therein. Only the righteous and the Lamb and the Father shall be there. Turn in with me now over to the New Testament. Looking, look at what Jesus said over here. John chapter 8. John chapter 8. This is one of the instances that Jesus had gone into Jerusalem. He'd gone into the temple. 
And he was teaching and instructing and answering their questions in the temple. And the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman to Jesus that was taken in adultery and, and tried to, trying to trip Jesus up and trying to get him. And basically, because of his actions and things he said, they were pricked in their consciences. And they all left him. But it goes on, and, and they're still in the temple. And he says a few other things to them. And then we come to verse 21. And Jesus says this to them. Then said Jesus again unto them, unto those scribes and those Pharisees, I go my way. I'm going to go my way. And ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Why? Because whither I go, you cannot come. You can't come where I'm going. Because you're wicked. Because you're evil. You're sinners. They have not repented of their sins. And trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Continue to read. Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, With go you cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. Not meaning down here somewhere in the center of the earth's center. That's not what I mean. Ye are from beneath. I am from above. I'm from heaven. You're beneath. You're in the earth beneath. Ye are of this world. You see, that nails it down, doesn't it? You're, you're of this world. Jesus said, I'm not of this world. I'm from above. Look what he said in verse 24. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. The, the, the man who does not repent of his sins and trust in Jesus Christ, believe he shall die in his sins. But the righteous, those who do believe, those who do repent and do believe, shall live. Shall live eternally. Now going back to text in the book of Ezekiel, in chapter 18, and now verse 19. Yet say ye, God is speaking this to Ezekiel. These are the words of God. Yet say ye, why doth not the Son bear the iniquity of the Father? 
How come doesn't the son bear the iniquity of the father? Jesus said, because, because the son hath done that which is lawful and right and hath kept all my statutes and hath done them, he shall surely live. That, that, that son has been righteous. That son has been a good man. He turned from his sin. He believed God. He trusted God. And he began to walk in the ways of righteousness, the way that a righteous man, a just man, will walk following the Lord. We looked at that last week. He, his life manifested it. He didn't do all the things that his wicked father did. He ceased from those things and began to live righteously because he had turned from them, believed in the Lord. Turn with me to the book of James. The book of James in chapter 1. And verse 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God, is what it's talking about, the law of God, the Word of God, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, his this man shall be blessed in his, his deed, in his work. Because, because he, he has turned from his sin. He, he, he's believed the scriptures. He believed the word of God. He believed the gospel. It is the perfect law of liberty. And now he begins to live a righteous life. Because he is a new creature, a new creation. In Christ Jesus. Turn with me back to the Psalms again in the 34th chapter, chapter that we were in earlier. Psalms 34. We read verse 16 concerning the wicked, those that do evil. Verse 17 gives us the contrast there. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is not unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. His heart is broken because of sin. You see, he, he, and he's contrite, he's remorseful. He hates his sin. 
cried out to God. God saves him from his sin. Turn with me to the 37th chapter. Another chapter there in the Psalms that we were that we were in earlier. Psalms chapter 37. We looked at verse 38 before when we were there. Now we want to read verses 39 and 40. Another contrast. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. <laughs> you see, it's of the Lord. <laughs> it's of the Lord that he turned. It's of the Lord that he trusted. <laughs> and because he has turned, because he has trusted, he begins to follow in the paths of the Lord. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. You see, because they trust in Him. They're righteous because they are righteous. He will deliver them. He has saved them. It is an individual accountability. It is an individual responsibility. You see, remember the, these, these Jews, the, the house of Judah, they were trying to say, our fathers have eaten sour grapes. And now the children's teeth are set on edge. In other words, they were blaming their fathers for God's judgment upon them. No, they were responsible for their own sin, God is saying here in this chapter. Each man is responsible for his own sin. You see, in the house of Judah, there were some righteous men, as was Ezekiel, as was Jeremiah, as was Isaiah, as was Daniel, as was the three Hebrew children in the book of Daniel. You see, so it's an individual accountability. It's an individual responsibility. The righteous live eternally because they're righteous, because they've turned from their wicked and evil ways and turned to God. The wicked die. They die in their sins. They are, they are e eternally separated from God because they are wicked. And again, I say unto you, we all die physically. But the wicked who dies yet in his sin, he suffers a spiritual death, an eternal death, an eternal separation from God. But the righteous... Man dies physically, but that's just the beginning. <laughs> well, I say it's just the beginning. We're in possession of eternal life now, and we shall live eternally. We go to be with the Lord 
Jesus Christ eternally. The Son does not bear the sins of the Father. And the Father does not bear the sins of the Son. Back to our text. Looking at verse 20 in our text. The soul that sinneth. The soul that sinneth. It shall die. The son shall not bear the iniquity of the father. Neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him. And the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. Sounds like justice to me, doesn't it? The soul that sinneth, that is, sinneth. He's, he's a sinner. He's born a sinner. He continues to be in that state all of his life, a sinner. Lives in his sin, delights in his sins. Don't want anything to do with the ways of God and the paths of righteousness. He shall die in his sin. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs in chapter 11. In verse 19. Listen, read these words. As righteousness tendeth to life. They that are righteous have life eternal. Are you righteous tonight? They that are righteous have life eternal. So he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. <laughs> he pursues it to a spiritual death, to eternal separation from God, to an eternal death in the lake of fire, eternally separated from God and the righteous. The righteous shall be enjoying the presence of God, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever. Turn with me to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 5. And look with me at verse 12. Wherefore, Romans 5, 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned 
all are born sinners and all sin. And because of that, they die physically. And because they die physically in their sins, they're dying spiritually. They're, gonna, they're faced with eternal separation from God. But those that turn from their life of sin, from their life of wickedness, and turn to God and walk in His paths, walk in His ways, they shall live eternally. Romans 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death. But, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Turn with me to the 8th chapter of the book of Romans, in verse 6, in closing. For to be carnally minded is death. What's carnally minded mean? Fleshly minded. That is following to be to be of the mind, to be of the heart, to be of the desires and passions that are common to flesh, common to man. Covetousness. <laughs> Basically sums it all up. Coveting other men's wives. Coveting things that God has not provided for you. Coveting to be some, something different than the way God has made you. Coveting Drink. Lusting. The desires and passions of the flesh. But to be spiritually minded. <laughs> to, to have the Spirit of God indwelling you. Now your, 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 your heart has been, you've been given a new heart. Wherein dwelleth righteousness. To be spiritually minded is life. <laughs> it's life eternal. It's peace. And it's peace here in this life. The child of God can live peaceably. Because first of all, he's now at peace with God. And God gives him his peace. We don't have to distress. Distresses over disasters, over troublesome things that come our way. 
Oh, yes, that doesn't mean we're not affected. But if we look to him, he gives us peace. He sees us through it. I guess it's been said, not that the child of God doesn't suffer trials and tribulations, because he does. But he has God to see him through it. And let me tell you, I, I've, I've wondered for years now. I've looked at, at the wicked and the suffering and the things that they endure, and, and, and I think, how can they do it? How can they do it without Christ? How can they do it without God? See, he makes all the difference for the child of God. Well, we'll quit there tonight.